Shah. You're listening to Yusuf and Bakar with the Appearance Podcast, where we bring a global perspective to you. Today on the podcast, we have Edmund, one of our good friends from college. Uh, he's originally from Nigeria. He's been all over the world. And he's on the podcast today to tell us all about, you know, the best things to do in, in Nigeria and like how to get around and what's going on, Edmund? What's up, Edmund? Hey, I'm good, bro. I'm good. How y'all doing today? Yeah, it's nice to be here. Honor to be talking to everyone on a podcast today. It's actually one of my first times on a podcast, so this is an exciting new experience for me. To start off real quick, tell us about Nigeria, some like some context about it. How many people are in there? You know, is it one of the biggest countries, you know, in terms of population, all that kind of stuff? Oh, it's not just one of the biggest, it's the biggest. Um mm. in Africa, it's actually called like the giant of Africa, you know, as you know, Nigeria, we don't do anything small, small. Yeah, it's uh, wow. super dense as two very, actually multiple major cities, trading centers like Port Harcourt and Lagos, uh, its capital in Abuja, closer to the north. So Nigeria was gained independence October 1st, 1960. So I just, quick tip, if you're traveling to Nigeria, October is probably one of like the beginning of October. It's probably one of like the latest times to be there because we're all se- like celebrating Nigerian independence. Oh. So everything's like turned up to the max. Independence it's, from which country? From Great Britain. So Nigeria is actually an interesting place because it's originally a kind of acclimation of different territories that belong to the British Empire. And when the British decide to get out of the imperialism game, I guess. They took a bunch of these territories, these disparate tribal cultures, and kind of mashed them together. And that has, through history, created quite a few problems, simply because I take a bunch of different populations that didn't really have much interaction with each other, nothing much to do with each other. And then you tell them all of a sudden, hey, you're a country now, good luck with that. And you dip out, like you can't really expect everything to go smoothly. So yeah, there's been a lot of yeah, a lot of issues that came out Especially of like tribal interactions. Drawing, you know, country lines directly through, you know, tribal lands and splitting, you know, families and the same tribe yeah. and things like that. That happened all over the world. It's real crazy because like Western people will blame Africans talking about how they don't know how to govern themselves and trying to I mean, make refer, them refer to us as one country. Like yeah. Mm. At the same like time, Africa, like, I love that country. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, sure. I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's crazy because like a lot of like the issues that occur in African countries are partially due to like trade relations that were set up back in the day. Because like, you know, a lot of raw products that most of the world uses for their manufacturing good comes from African continent. Like a lot wow. of the for material trade originates from Africa and then the manufacturing industries that help countries like Japan, China, and America really be global leaders. They need cheap raw goods from African countries in order to sustain that. Like a mm-hmm. good percentage of the oil comes out of Africa, a good percentage of that comes out of Nigeria itself. So like, there's mm-hmm. a lot there. There's a new age colonialism happening as we speak with China. China yeah. is the new oh, yeah. imperialist. Yeah, and they're using loans to do it. They're using lending mm-hmm. and kind of, what was it called? We'll uh, build an economic. airport for you if you give us access, yeah, yeah, access yeah, yeah. to this mine or this natural resource of yours for eternity. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's even deeper than that, too, because what they'll actually do is that they'll send like economists and academics and reporters out to the countries to start reporting on 
how much better the country would be if they could oh, have wow. this like oil refinery Bobby or this Paul power studies. plant. Exactly. And then they'll say, and then all of a sudden this foreign power will come in and say, hey, like you saw that report, how much better your country would be with this refinery. Well, we just happen to have a bunch of money we're not using that we'd be more than happy to lend to you in order to build it. The only thing is like, we're going to give you so-and-so interest rate. And if you can't pay us back properly, we're going to take the land that that refinery is built on, the refinery and everything that comes with it. So do you have any tips for first time travelers? Uh, Yeah, I got a couple of things you want to watch out for and like have prepared. So plan when you want to go, because it's going to be a very different experience depending on which time you choose. So there are two primary seasons in Nigeria. There's the rainy season, the dry season. The rainy season runs from about June to September, like the middle of September. And the dry season runs from October to May. So in the rainy season, sounds exactly like it says, it's going to rain a lot, like pretty much all day. You'll have it start raining at like 8 a.m. and it won't stop until the sun goes down and then it'll rain at night again. So if you're going during the rainy season, you want to be prepared to like be doing things that are indoors. So the nightlife is still going on. You can go to clubs, you can do different things, but something like going to the market is going to be a lot more complicated. The dry season is hot. Like it is just sun, sun, sun all day. And for someone who's on vacation, that could be a great thing. The only thing you want to watch out for is that Nigeria is equatorial, which is like around the equator. So you have a lot of humidity as well with that heat. If you're going towards like the beginning of the dry season, so like early October, again, it starts to dry out. So you'll end up with a very dry heat. So air conditioning would be a very big thing that could also be kind of complicated. But anyways, just prepare be prepared for the conditions you're going to find depending on when you choose to travel. So after all that, what is the best month to check out Nigeria? I definitely say that if you want to travel to Nigeria, go towards the, like, if, especially if you're staying for about a week or so, go towards like the very end of September so that you can be there for October 1st, which is Nigerian Independence Day. The entire country is like lit. Like it's when alive. I'm talking about like, like we turn up. Uh, exactly. The okay. food, the drink, the nightlife, concerts, parties. So like, <laughs> if yeah. like when it's our country's day and we're celebrating that, like it's no hold bars. Like and people from Nigeria, like we know how to party, we know how to dance, we know how to enjoy life, we know how to celebrate, we know how to eat, and we don't hold back. So if you're there the for a fun time, yeah, go definitely during October. Uh, that's <laughs> when you want to be there. The thing about Nigeria is that, like, we're always lit. One thing, we have music playing everywhere all the time, right? So you can go to a grocery store, there'll be music playing. You can go to the market, there'll be music playing. You can go to a restaurant or a movie theater, there'll be music playing. And it's almost always Afrobeats. So, like, it's always a party, really. Like, Nigerians are very fun-loving, excitable, like, generally happy people. So, like, it's a party. You can always find something to do. The nightlife is, like, perpetually crazy. Like, Nigerian parties, there's always dancing. If you have a good DJ and enough drink, you will be dancing. And you can be there until the sun rises, and you will still be having fun. And would you recommend staying in, like, an Airbnb, hostel, or Um, a hotel there? I'd say hotel would probably be your best bet. So one thing you definitely want to do while you're in Nigeria is go to the market. Right. So especially like if you're in Lagos, you want to go to 12 mile market. 
So yeah, 12 Mile Market is like the biggest like food market in Nigeria. It is hectic, it is huge, it is cluttered, and it is beautiful to be there. Like you'll just see vendor after vendor after vendor with fresh foods, produce, street food, like bro. Let me tell you about the street food. Like Ooh, America ain't got nothing it. on Nigerian flavor. Like ain't got nothing on Nigerian flavor. I always say that the food in what? America has depression. Whoa, because it's, it's just different. Bold claim. I like it. Bro, I say it both and I say it honestly. Like you could pick up a tomato in Nigeria and you'll realize what tomatoes are supposed to taste like. Like that thing is actually mm. sweet. It has flavor. It's delicious. Like when I was a kid, I used to love to eat tomatoes. I used to eat those things like your apples or fruits because they are fruits and they're delicious and sweet and lovely. And that's just like tomatoes. We don't until they actually cooks that stuff into stew. Like the street food, bro. Nah. Like speaking of tomatoes, get into the jollof, man. Like, tell me about jollof <laughs> rice. Nigel jollof is the best jollof. Every other jollof is poison. Like, it's a, like, I can't even, I can't state this enough. My judge of love has no contenders. There's no opponents. There's no opposition. It's number one, eh? My judge this of is love an is opinion. One. This is definitely an opinion. No, this is fact. Respect- What's an opinion? Where? No, this is fact. Guinness Book of World Records. The, dic- the definition of jollof rice should have my jaw under it. My judge of love is jollof. But not nah, jollof rice. Senegambia started it you know created it but nigeria yes. perfected it nigeria yes perfected. exactly wow you know okay. so you know so you know yeah exactly we controversial like, on you parents it's not you here first y'all let's go we got anyone who wants to come from me can come from me i'll pit my jollof against any other nation's jollof anytime any place it doesn't matter and uh, so for those of y'all who don't know jollof rice is a staple dish that you'll find in a lot of different african countries especially in the West. It's basically um, rice. We make it with parboiled rice. Other countries make it with different kinds of rice for some reason, cooked in a kind of tomato and pepper sauce, seasoned to perfection. It's very simple to make, but it takes a long time to prepare. So if somebody makes you jollof rice, know that they love you because that is a labor of love right there. Mm-hmm. So definitely process. like Oh, yeah. Like you can start cooking in the morning and the sun will be going down by the time you're done. So like if you're again, if somebody's making it for you, like that person, like that person really cares about you. So if you want to test how much your African friends love you, in fact, don't test it. Well, until wait for them. To, <laughs> now wait for them to invite you. That's how you know that you're in the family. But yeah, Nigerian Jalof, you definitely have to try that in the country. Try the meat pie while you're there. It's kind of like if you know empanadas, it's similar, just made differently. Try puff puff, which is like deep fried dough balls. Mm. You can get moi moi, which is like blended bean paste in a sense. Like people make it like corned beef and eggs and different things. And then they pour it into like molded banana leaf and then they steam it for a period of time. And then it comes out and then you eat it like that. It's so good. Oh, yeah. So, so good. Definitely. Like if you're going to Nigeria, just like. Get someone to take you to the market with street food and just spend the day there, just trying different things. Don't try too much of one thing because you definitely want to get a taste for like the variety that it offers. Like everything will be delicious because usually the people that are making this have like perfected that one dish. Like they've been making it for years. So at this point in time, they're basically masters 
of this dish. You'll have like a plantain master that makes plantain like a five-star chef. Mm. And then you'll have right next to them a meat pie master who makes meat pie like a five-star chef. And you can go to the next person. You can get a goosey soup and pounded yam and then just eat. Like, whew, boy, when I tell you the food is just different. So suya is basically meats. So you can get like beef suya, you can get chicken suya, you can get lamb suya, you can get goat suya. If any of the listeners have never goat had suya goat is the best. you right. absolutely ah. must try goat suya in Nigeria. Like you have to, like, this is your assignment. If you're going to Nigeria, try goat suya from a stall and tell me that you've tasted anything more delicious. Like goat is, like it's more fatty, but it's also, but that makes it more succulent, right? So suya is when you take strips of um, different meats and you grill it and you grill it on a skewer. You can grill on a skewer. You don't have to, like some people will chop it up, grill it, and then put it inside a bowl and then give you like the pepper next to it. Some people will um, cover it with the pepper. So the pepper is the suya pepper that actually gives it the name suya, right? So suya is basically different types of grilled meats covered or served beside the pepper. And it's also really good to eat it with like freshly cut onions. It kind of gives it this kind of like kick flavor kind of thing that's really good with it, actually. But yeah. There's a powdered suya mix. Because that's what I have in my cover now. But there yeah. also a liquid like marinade of suya yeah there are people who do that right yeah suya is like the grounded powdered pepper right so whatever marinade you have is just marinade made with suya pepper right so the suya pepper powder and just left it basically okay basically and they just like made into a marinade but the suya pepper is that like pepper you also have to be careful where you get it from because, like, I've tried finding suya pepper in grocery stores, and like, some of the stuff you get isn't the same. Like, it's just not suya pepper at all. Like, I don't know what it was that I bought. It was the wrong color, wrong flavor. I don't even know why they put suya on it. But definitely, if you go to Nanja and you ask for suya, you'll get suya. The real deal. You got to try that. Yes, the real deal. One hundred percent genuine suya. But beside the food, another positive is, again, the music. So Nigerians can party. And when we party, we dance. And I'm not just talking about, like, Hulk hugging the wall, girls dancing on the ground. I'm talking about, like, we dance, dance. Go to any Nigerian club, any Nigerian party, and you'll see a DJ and a dance floor in the center. And they won't even need to be playing songs. Like, the DJ can just be spinning beats. And you'll just see people doing footwork. I'm talking about like these people are dancing like they don't have joints in their legs, flipping, moving, doing the latest popular dances. They're doing things they made up themselves. Like people will be sweating through their clothes and they will not stop dancing. Like this, it's, it's dance serious. Is life, you know? Yes, dance is life. And, and every like out. couple of months, there's a new dance in the Afrobeat exactly. community. It's usually from exactly. Nigeria. <laughs> like, oh, that's from Nigeria, from Ghana. Trendsetters has great um, dance, but like Nigeria is basically the center of Afrobeats. So yeah. Afrobeats is a mix of African cultural music, jazz, electronic, hip hop, a bit of R and B, and like there are different subgenres within Afrobeats. So there is Afro rap, Afro pop. There is Afro soul. There's different Afrobeats that come out of different countries. So you'll get Afrobeats out of Kenya. You'll get Afrobeats out of Ghana. But the most prominent is Afrobeats out of Nigeria. 
It's also where the most popular Afrobeats artists are from. So you get mm-hmm. Burna Boy, Tiwa Savage, Wizkid, Davido, Fowls, like all these different people that are basically defining this new generation of African music are from Nigeria. And like, if you're there, there's pretty much an Afrobeats concert going on all the time. Like you can check out your favorite artists, check out local artists and figure out where a concert is. And I definitely advise going to one of them because those concerts are lit. Like when I tell you like the level of connection and the level of energy that the artists have and that the people going there have, it's on a different level. Like it's so energized. Like I've rarely been to American concerts that level of energy and participation and just fun that Afrobeats artists concerts have. Like those people know how to put on a show. Like they really do. And you can kind of tell because Afrobeats music is made for movements. Like it's not something that's made for people to just sit down to and listen to. Like there's music like that within the realm of Afrobeats, definitely. But primarily the movements is in the music. It like pushes you to move. Like if you're in that space, you'll just find yourself doing dances without even realizing it. Like it's it's music will move you. It really will. Music is an expression of the soul. Yeah. Life. Like, yeah. And that's something that African people and Nigerians have in spades. We have soul and we have life. And we don't hide it. Nice. Like Nigerians are not shy people if you've ever met us. Yeah. I mean we were speaking before I found out I was Nigerian which kind of makes sense based off the conversation you're telling me that how Nigerians are. Yeah. Hey, congratulations, man. Like that's one of the best things in the world to be. Like definitely. Like I'm not, I might be a little bit biased saying that, but Hey, when it's true, it's true. You know, are there any natural wonders you recommend anyone visiting in Nigeria? Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of like really great landmarks. One thing, if you're like in Lagos, for example, Lagos is a coastal city. So definitely go and visit the coast, visit the oceans, the beaches. They're definitely like, they're absolutely beautiful. As for like natural wonders, there's Zuma Rock. Yeah, you'll see a lot of people like going there and taking pictures there. But it's definitely a great place to look like Stone Mountain well. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Without nah, it's the, the racist, you know, carbon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that makes it a little better, you know, like you know, no Confederate soldiers staring at you. <laughs> yeah, it's about like 725 meters above its surroundings. Like it just looks like it looks like a sleeping giant curled up. Like it's just massive. It's just really beautiful rock. And like you'll see it from a vast distance. It's absolutely gorgeous. You can also visit the Wiki Warm Springs. It's in a national park, but that's not in Lagos. That's in, I think, Bounty States, I think. Uh, yeah, so that's definitely a place to visit. Like if you want to swim, I definitely see, say go visit those springs. There's like a cave system in Enugu called Ohum. It has like very tranquil, like shallow waters, but like, the light reflects off the water so you can get these kind of like rainbow luminescence on the rocks itself and like you can go through the cave systems and it's just really a gorgeous place to just like go hiking and just go visit i think a lot of people make pilgrimages there as well so it's like a very spiritual experience as well definitely someone visit well that's about wraps up thanks for listening to the appearance a podcast for people that want to explore the world and make travel part of their lifestyle 
Don't forget to follow us on social media. It's at Parents on all platforms. And check out next week's podcast. I appreciate you all having me on. And I hope everybody listening has a blessed day. Peace.